Hi everyone, it's the Fish Flippers. We just want to preface this podcast with an acknowledgement of the historical anti-Asian sentiments and the recent rise in Asian hate crimes over the course of the pandemic. It isn't a straightforward issue, but rather stems from some complex roots. Let's hope that in the rest of 2021, we can learn more about each other and break down the barriers of ignorance. Now, on to the podcast. Hi everyone, and welcome back to another podcast with your uh, favorite hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Richard and Jenny, this is the Fish Flip Podcast, and uh, today we're talking about cultural appropriation. Is culture appropriate? <laughs> <laughs> is cultural appropriation helpful or harmful, and what even is it? Is culture inappropriate? Okay. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> You're the rudest man in this house. And the I don't only know. Man. <laughs> so. Am I, is my culture appropriate? Is your culture appropriate? Would you like to tell me? <laughs> what, what is culture appropriation? Cultural appropriation, according culture to the definition. Appropriation. <laughs> okay. Cultural okay, appropriation. You go, you go. <laughs> cultural appropriation, according to the definition I have collected from various sources, um, well, it originates from the term cultural colonialism, which is seeing a culture or art through the lens of the group with the most power, which has been usually white people. Well, so white people viewing another culture's art through their lens. And it's when that group with the most power then presents this idea from that culture as something they created. And usually it's tagged on that the group in power is also profiting off of this. So it's a dominant group taking idea, an idea from a minority group's culture, claiming it as their own and profiting off of it. This is what I gathered to be the purest form of cultural appropriation, though there are bigger and lesser examples which others would consider cultural appropriation as well. So, okay, so culture, cultural appropriation is where the dominant group who wields the culture is able to take that culture for their own benefit and kind of wield it, I guess, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, does that mean minorities cannot appropriate culture? I don't think it's impossible, but I think part of the reason it's cultural appropriation or cultural colonialism is that it's just easier for the dominant group to take these things and do them. So let's say a minority group could also do the same thing. They might get criticized for it, whereas the dominant group would not because they are the dominant group. They are what who is considered to be normal, quote unquote. Hmm. Why can't people just leave other people's you know, leave their cultures alone. If they want a certain culture, why not just let things be? I mean, if given that a culture isn't harming anyone, right? If if it's not like creating like a like a dangerous situation for the other culture, um, why does one culture have to eat up the other culture? I think it's a misinterpretation of appreciating and sharing cultures we live in 
a country like Canada and America are what people might term as melting pots. There are many different people living on the same piece of land. But um, in my opinion, appreciating is when you learn about the culture and maybe you're invited to attend a ceremony or a party and in that way you can enjoy it. But when you make a business based off of it, I don't know. It's kind of a gray area. I I mean, from what I've seen in, in the news, uh, whenever cultural appropriation is called out is when somebody with some kind of a higher status or more higher popularity and fame uh, takes a piece of something from another culture and perhaps appoints it to themselves um, and somehow maybe benefits socially from that Mm -hmm. or like economic like financially or socially right Um, that seems to be the time that it gets called out Mm -hmm. Uh, now is that to say that that culture is they're like they're stealing a culture is that what cultural appropriation is saying mm-hmm. it, that it's being unjust to the other culture because they are not allowed to actually use that element of the other culture at all mm-hmm. this yeah so i guess what i'm getting at is th- does this mean that a group of people can own a culture is there ownership is that a thing I don't think there's ownership over culture, but right? <laughs> in a way, like a really hot topic right now is a white chefs cooking minorities foods and having like a white chef having a Mexican restaurant or a white chef having a Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. Really hot topic right now. Really controversial. A lot of white chefs are mm-hmm. getting a lot of uh, criticism for making money off of another culture's food. And so there's the argument of like, can you own food? Can you own dumplings? Why can't white people also make dumplings? But then the counter argument a lot of the time is, well, what's unfair is that these white people can make the dumplings and sell them for $12 a pack, whereas a Chinese restaurant, which has been making them for years and they're also delicious, has to sell them for $5 because there's still the view if it comes from Chinese Chinese restaurant it should be cheap I think that's where the problem is but then also I don't want to personally blame the white chef because he's interested and he's engaged and he really likes this food so yeah I think maybe like you know there's an element of using a culture or something and from from a culture that is respectful and then you know there's probably another side of it that's kind of perhaps pretentious or perhaps a little condescending right there is for sure there is there was even so many recent cases of especially around chinese cuisine people white people you know on the one hand having their restaurants and you think they they're appreciating it because they're cooking this style of food but where people had a big problem is there's a lot of terms thrown around saying like i'm cleaning up chinese food i'm refining it and another case is there's this one uh, woman from the UK I followed I didn't follow her on Instagram but I found out about her because I follow a lot of chefs and cooks 
Um, she built her whole Instagram around making Chinese food and it looked delicious. It looked amazing. And she said she loved China. She loved all the flavors and the inspiration that she got from being there. Right. But what people had a big problem with with her profile is that in the description it said taking dirty street food and making it clean something along those lines that's a paraphrase oh, that's unfortunate. and so it's like <laughs> this is the problem and she, like this is the problem with people taking other cultures foods is there's still this whether it's conscious or totally unconscious, like it might have been in her case, yes. like it probably was because she said she loved going to China, she loved the food. There's still this unconscious like racism going on that has to do with food as well. It's like, what do you mean dirty street food? <sighs> yeah, I guess in, the, in that type of circumstance, it seems very... It seems like from the outside in, it seems very ignorant, right? Mm -hmm. They may mean well yeah, in their own context, which is completely a Western context. Yeah. They're, you know, the fad diet, the whatever the health conscious element is up at the time. Superfood. Yeah. So they, you know, they try to maybe blend kale and do some kind of a Chinese stir fry or something and say, mm -hmm. this is the better Chinese food or mm. something and yeah something like that would be very ignorant of the fact that there is you know the original cuisine and many millions billions of people have kind of lived through that kind of uh, era of like creating their own culture and their cuisine and this person here is kind of just stepping on it right yeah uh, so something like that seems very unfortunate it's yeah it seems ignorant yeah it was unfortunate and i don't want to be like a gatekeeper or anything i'm just scrolling through my instagrams reading and <laughs> so a lot of people were offended and said hey that's that's not cool it's not cool to call our food like that um so she did issue as you must on social media now an apology but what made it worse is it wasn't even an apology. Like she couldn't truly see what was wrong with the wording because her apology was just along the lines of, you know how so people say, <laughs> I'm so sorry if some were offended by what I said. If some were offended by what you said, putting again the, putting again like the blame on the minority who is offended it's 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 just a joke come on man you don't have a sense of humor like i'm sorry if some were offended by what i said no just say i'm sorry i was wrong i made a boo-boo and uh, <laughs> um, i just love to cook chinese food well i do believe in the idea that like because personally cultural appropriation was something wasn't ever something that i really considered as much because a lot of my life I've been trying to assimilate into this Canadian culture, you know, since I've grown up here. But the the appropriation, I guess, situation is less of a concern for me as I believe I personally want to share the culture mm -hmm. rather than restrict it and gatekeep it. Mm -hmm. So if somebody else wants to take a portion of my culture, maybe say, for example, Chinese food, which a lot of people seem to love mm. and try to put a twist on it to me that seems like an evolution in yeah. a way 
my only problem is when people do it in an ignorant fashion mm-hmm. like you just described mm-hmm. and that just complete ign- completely ignores history mm-hmm. right and it show- it shows it like the short-sightedness of people when they only see perhaps what started as a western blend of asian food to begin mm-hmm. with they never had the you know maybe the foresight to look beyond that to see where it stems from and maybe why people cook with certain ingredients mm. they cook with but ultimately i do think that i i, I personally would like to mix culture because mm. I, I i believe in you know progression i believe in changing of times mm. and i don't personally believe in ownership of a culture mm. um but i do believe in disrespect so that's kind of mm. how i see it yeah. you know and the maybe the problem is that they should just figure learn more about what they're trying to improve on to understand perhaps why people eat a certain way maybe it's through a hard time in history where they had certain elements mm-hmm. of ingredients available to them mm-hmm. um yeah and this is also kind of why i hate how people moral signal you know if there are certain uh if there are if a certain type of people that eats only eat specific types of food you mean like veganism maybe maybe it just like i you know i'm not saying all vegans are bad i'm just saying there, <laughs> there are some out there who have to realize that yeah like you know being able to participate in something like mm-hmm. veganism or you know if you don't want to eat fish i don't know i don't even know remember what that's called but if there's like specific types of food that you don't eat that you it's not give you the right to kind of like chastise other mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. for doing that yeah uh i guess more prominently it, i'm just talking about the really zealous ones you know yeah. there are people who eat meat out there and the really zealous ones who think like oh how could you you know you, you think about these people mm-hmm. um like well these animals right mm. uh like how their lives and uh, how they're spent mm. their lives are spent doing certain things i mean there's so much you can do for them too mm-hmm. as well so i do agree to some element but there is like you know you, you can't get people to lean off of meat completely either i just yeah. i just don't believe that's a fair fair outcome or a fair uh, expectation yeah you people. can't Again, because veganism now, we talked about this before, it still seems like it's rooted in a very white, upper-class kind of club. Mm-hmm. Just because some of the ingredients that are used in recipes are a bit expensive, a bit inaccessible, and at least from a... I don't know. Yeah, you can't use veganism as a way to demonize other cultures. Because yeah. I know that the way we farm animals is disgusting and i know that animals if you're going to eat meat it's yeah. much healthier for you to eat free range etc etc yeah. but it's just not accessible to everyone like and an animal that's lived different cultures well. have different ways mm-hmm. and different ceremonies and reasons for eating meat in yeah their lives so yeah like is that a form of cultural appropriation too do you think the dominance enforcing a culture standard that the minority may not have mm. a proper access to. Like, I'm, I think that's there's a way that kind of fits into that description you provided at the beginning there. I think it fits in somehow. I mean, I do feel a little bit weird sometimes when I see um, 
different dishes made vegan. Like, here's this traditionally meat-laden dish, but it's vegan. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not the same thing, is it? I remember it's you... not the veganized Chinese Hitting on vegan that. cheese. <laughs> also, vegan just, cheese. Maybe you feel really strongly about cheese or something. I just but, think that... I mean, what else do they have? If they want to eat cheese, they'll make something that's like cheese, but maybe not... Yeah, really I know. And they cheese do, they in a have conventional to package sense. It differently. They can't write yeah. C H E E S C. They have to use a Z or something like that, or put ten E's. But it's not a fermented milk product. That's my problem. But that's totally off topic. Yeah, totally yeah, we won't topic. go go too far into that one. <laughs> so I have a mm-hmm. classic example here. In case you haven't uh, had this horse beaten to death yet. Um, so one classic example of cultural appropriation was in 2013 when Miley Cyrus reinvented her career. Do you remember when she suddenly came back from sweet Hannah Montana and was like, bang. Isn't that just like what every Disney star has to do to survive? (laughs) Otherwise they become irrelevant and they just never, never get out of that. Like the really good, nice personality on screen that they're always uh, portrayed That's to be. That's true, but there are other ways to have done it. Um, I'm growing up now. from taking I all wear leather. these elements <laughs> yeah. uh, from another culture and then just blasting yourself with it on TV, you know, with your hairstyles and your outfits and your twerking. I just, oh, I hate it how it always has to be so outrageous. I mean, it was outrageous for one reason, no one was expecting it, and for the other reason, which no one really thought about at the time, if you weren't in a black community, then that, it's so offensive, it's so utterly offensive. Yeah, so... That's all I have to say, and she made so much money, so... So, what, what she did was, if I recall, she used elements of uh i guess you, you would say the black or african-american culture mm. uh are we specifically talking about like the hairstyle like the cornrows and, and she put little rap bits in her songs and she was twerking on anything that she could um she had grills in a lot of pictures um yeah so where i could see people would have grief where i could see people would have grief with that is say perhaps the african-american culture uh people are doing that um by getting chastised for where instead members of the dominant um majority Mm. when they do it it seems to be a trendy thing it was trendy everyone thought wow (laughs) here's my money (laughs) yeah we can't stop giving you money and you could kind of see, I suppose, how, I mean, on a, on a basic level, you could say it's unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in a deeper sense, like, it's, it's once again, ignorant. Yes. And very inconsiderate, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She it, didn't think about it, or her whoever told her to change her style like that didn't think about it. Because they just view things through the dominant lens, I guess. It's and okay to take things. I don't know how this will sound, but you know, I I, I feel like I got. On the other hand, I would almost say that her using those elements of the culture, kind of like, you know, you want you 
at least I I would think that oh maybe she really likes that part of the culture, and she decides to, you know, incorporate a part of it、mm-hmm. into herself. Now, you may be, you may be kind of hurt by it. You know, some there are people out there who may be hurt by that. Um, but. Like it, it, it kind of brings more exposure to the culture for that group of people as well.、Mm. I mean, if you if you get a celebrity to do something like that, even if like, what if you just get an African American celebrity to do that? Like, I'm sure they would, because they kind of have that a little bit more of the status as well, that they be able to get. Some kind of reaction out of it, like positive reaction as well.、Mm. Uh, one big thing I feel like is Miley Cyrus herself is already very popular, so it's part of her like adding another element to her personality. But it was a、uh, in very very poor taste and like, a very ignorant choice to do. So it was disrespectful. Yeah. Like it. it I mean, I I could almost imagine her dancing at the award shows. I believe that was when I saw her kind of dressed like that, right? Yeah. So it, 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 I mean, I mean, you may see it as trashy, or, or something.、Mm. I don't know. How would you describe it? I wouldn't say trashy. I would just <coughs> say that it was, it was in poor taste. And as much as I can say, she should have thought about that a little bit better. But I mean, in twenty thirteen. If you're a white person, you didn't tend to think about it that much. We're so deep in our dominant culture and our lens that didn't really think about it. Even until the past year, when everything came crashing onto our heads, like, oh, yeah, oh my God, who, who am I? <laughs> so I think the root of Cultural appropriation comes from, stems from a lack of education and consideration. What do you think? I think education is very important in in learning about like you know different cultures, so that when you're using elements of that culture, you don't you do not disrespect the people behind it. Although I do believe that culture should very much be used. Uh, by all members of the society, perhaps the reason why、uh, a person, say in the majority, when they use an element of another minority's culture, get lots of lots of positive、mm. uh, benefit from it, is maybe they're catering it more to the majority of people.、Mm. Where if you could perhaps also adopt. Like a element of your culture to the majority group, you may reap the benefits of that as well.、Yeah. So even as the minority group, you can reap ben- the benefits of that. Culture sharing. Culture sharing. Sharing、yes. and swapping. I think that's 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 kind of what I feel like should be the direction of、yeah. that.、Uh, I just don't like the intonation of cultural appropriation from the fact that it seems like a gated. Gated kind of、uh, you know resolution like you you have to appropriate it as in you can't do that no or well, the other person can't do that things, how I, can you do that for certain things I think personally no you can't do that 
and it's not for everything. I agree with you that we should go in the direction of culture, cultural sharing and mutual respect, but there are certain things that I think that can be considered appropriation, such as the examples we talked about. And it's not to say everything, and it's not to say let's do gatekeeping and nitpick tiny little things. I don't want to say that. I just want to say, like, okay, like, we have free speech in Canada, but there are some things you just shouldn't say. I feel like that. Yeah, so... (laughs) In general, I would say just don't disrespect people, right? Uh, if somebody's having a nice meal, don't disrespect their food because, you know, it's something that they enjoy, even though you might oh. find it weird. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you haven't tried it yet. Perhaps you haven't had it with your favorite foods mixed in somehow that, you know, you, you may enjoy even more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all they're like, the, just be humanly good. Mm-hmm. You know, like be a be a good person, be a nice person, be a polite person. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be too hard. Like cultural appropriation, I I almost don't think it's that big of an issue because people can take as much of a problem as they want with anything. They could almost, mm-hmm. you know, anybody who wants to. For example, like I I remember this, uh, there was this one instance of um, a. Uh, was it a high school girl who decided to wear like a Chinese uh, dress mm-hmm. it's a Chinese style dress it's like a kipao or something mm-hmm. like that to her prom mm-hmm. and some I believe yeah some it was an Asian person who was very offended uh, by what he saw and kind of told her well you know my culture is not your prom dress and I don't really know about that. Uh, the kipao, like it's it's kind of a celebratory dress, and although there may or may not be some, you know, I'm not I'm not a historian. I, like there may be some hardships behind it, but you know, from what I see, is a person who really likes a certain style of dress from the Asian culture. And they did, they decided to wear to prom, which you know it's not a disrespectful event in any shape or form. They want to sport it; they're exposing others to the style of culture, and that is positive, positive spotlight, mm. if you will, on it. And more people, you know, think about all the people at that high school who would see that dress and think, "Wow, that looks gorgeous. She looks gorgeous." What is she wearing? I want to know more about that. Just that positive exposure alone can garner a lot more, you know, interest. Mm. And that interest can turn into knowledge when people look into it. Mm. Right? I think that's not a bad thing. I, th- I think that person taking offense to that is kind of, you know, it's, it's a subjective thing, sure. Like, mm. maybe some people can get hurt by it. But, yeah, like, a, so, there's a lot of people out there who will get hurt by certain certain things somebody what somebody's wearing the way somebody talks uh could be a part of their own trauma Mm. or perhaps they were treated unfairly in a way Mm -hmm. um yeah and i don't know if i'm selling like an ass here but this is what how i feel about it yeah so yeah i would say in my opinion she definitely wasn't culturally appropriating the dress 
in my opinion, because it's just one girl wearing it for her prom. She thought it was pretty. She thought she looked pretty in it. But I also think that the young man who was offended, he has a right to be offended. That's how he feels. And maybe, you know, that maybe he didn't know her so well. Maybe he was scared that she was wearing it as a joke because maybe he's been picked on for things like that before. I don't know. Maybe he's been picked on for his culture. Yeah. Where she, when she, maybe she might be a more popular personality around the school that when she decided to use that element of the culture, she was praised and And he was was mocked, Mm -hmm. right? So I can see where that may be what he was feeling. And again, this However, man is 17. I feel... He's only 17, let's remember. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it to me, I see that the fact that she's wearing something like that, I could, I would actually approach her and say, very nice dress, you know, you can share a bit of your story with them. And if they're a decent human being, then you'll see that, right? Yeah. You'll see that. Uh, and it's not just... You'll be able to tell for yourself. Mm. And I, I think, like... The human touch of what I just explained there would be so much more beneficial than somebody who just looks at an image of another person at a prom and and develop and kind of evolve their own imaginations off of that. You think, mm-hmm. oh, maybe she's trying to mock us or maybe she's just like, oh, she likes this but doesn't like the Asian people in general mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, I, I, I don't think it's quite fair yet to make mm-hmm. a conclusion just based She's off of uh, also only 17 <laughs> yeah these are kids so yeah. you know sometimes they get a free pass for maybe not thinking things through before so they do how young was miley when she did her personality change Let's you know check it. i don't think she was that check it that <laughs> that old or mature to be frank but to also be frank she had a lot of people around her who could have said hey a lot of managers a lot of mine's you know, 2013 age 2013 you remember the year 21 she was youngin she's a youngin like a high, uh, university kid or college kid you know yeah yeah and like people in those kind of that kind of age or at least if you're in college or university sometimes you may be prone to making a few mistakes here and there oh, yeah some bad decisions I just wish that I don't some people know around that's a her, fair thing. Yeah. some of the adults would have said, like, this is, it's not just you being crazy, it's, it's this, but like I said earlier in I mean, maybe the family doesn't know either, right? Well, like how, I said, how, how well do you think they are exposed to Well, in 2013, no one being... thought about this. White people didn't think about this. <laughs> if they did, they were truly, truly, truly the first ones to wake up because, like, we were all living in our little bubbles. So yeah, I think the cultural appropriation mm-hmm. thing is kind of saying, guys, just remember, you know, we 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 came from this culture. If you enjoy something, kind of like share with one another, and not just kind of take it for granted. I guess. Mm-hmm. And just do a little bit of research. Yeah. Just to see. Yeah. <laughs> we have some smartphones now, so it's easier. It's easier. It there's less excuse. But it's also so much easier for people to kind of, I don't know, like be hateful, you know, in, be disrespectful mm. of uh, certain cultures. Um, like, yeah, the, the internet helps and it, there's also like, you know, drawbacks. Mm. 
mm. to all this like when people can be anonymous and kind of say very disrespectful things about certain cultures and you know what I'm saying at the same time they can be very hypocritical by enjoying things of that culture mm. while saying bad things about it mm-hmm. there's a lot of that <coughs> and that's why I think like the human you know face to face interaction mm-hmm. a lot of times help dissolve yeah. those kind of uh, you know feelings yeah definitely looking at your friend group seeing who's in it and seeing who's not in it is an interesting thing to do yeah and you know what like for Miley Cyrus take her as an example like what do you think her friend group is you think she's very got a diverse group of friends and that point and 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 not to say that they have to have a diverse group of friends but it's just like it's it's their product they're a product of their environment Mm -hmm. right there's nature and nurture but like you know the nurture plays so much of a part in a person's uh the way they see things and if they only see so much they might accidentally appropriate a culture because they've never actually had any exposure to it which brings back Mm -hmm. the education right you gotta you just gotta learn about it but that's not to say that it's exactly their fault they may have made a mistake Mm -hmm. right yeah i don't know it's yeah (laughs) so i guess the moral of the story is a little bit of education and consideration goes a long way and uh be decent human beings have a growth mindset. Be polite. As says Richard. Growth mindset. Good. Yeah. Growth. Uh, just be open to learning about different cultures, mm-hmm. you know? Just uh, be open to gathering, taking in the history. Even if your first reaction to something is a little bit of disgust, you know, kind of like try mm-hmm. and hold it back a little bit. Remember that disgust is cultural. We learn disgust in our various cultures. It's not a natural inborn emotion that we have as children it's not yeah. like happiness or sadness yeah. we learn disgust yeah you kind of see what other people are grossed out by mm-hmm. and that kind of shapes your view of maybe what's gross mm-hmm. right yeah. product of your own environment yeah <laughs> i guess that so yeah uh thanks for uh, joining us for another uh podcast the fish flip podcast this is richard and jenny we'll see you later (laughs) we'll see you next time